0: Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, site manager, Joshua Bowles. With me tonight, my cohort, my compadre, Jude Seymour. What's up, buddy?
1: Hey man, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, as always.
0: Yeah, Thanksgiving week. We're all uh, we're all
1: jonesing to get fed, right? I love Thanksgiving. Absolutely love it. Is and it your favorite um, holiday? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. There we go. But yeah, you know not want the Because uh every six or thirteen years, if the leap day screws it up, uh my birthday coincides with Thanksgiving, and my birthday coincides with Thanksgiving this year. So I'm I'm doubly excited.
0: Oh, that's right. You are 41.
1: <laughs> no, be... 40 this year. Which oh, so 40. You know, my my
0: brother in law just heard 40 last week. So yeah, yeah. And I am 41 years old.
1: Gotta keep that. Some ice going,
0: but that's right. So your birthday's on Thanksgiving. So in a couple of days, you're dropping the big four zero.
1: Four zero, yeah. And all my my only wish is the same wish that I have for all Thanksgivings, which is uh, eat way too much of the food that my mother prepares, which is like the staple Thanksgiving, like uh, turkey, uh, mashed potatoes, and stuffing with gravy everywhere, and pumpkin pie, and then um, fall asleep in front of a football game that I don't care about.
0: Wait a so, minute. You didn't t- you didn't say anything about squash in there?
1: You know, we're not. Uh, I, I don't live at the Kelly household, so I'm not a uh, I'm not a big squash guy.
0: You're still not that far east, right?
1: No, I guess I, I guess I missed the whole squash boat. So, us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I th- I think Thanksgiving's always been my it was my favorite holiday for many years. It was like always like at my aunt and uncle's house, and it was a small house, right? My uncle was um. He was a general manager for some minor league teams in, in Fort Wayne, and uh, worked with the the Coliseum in Fort Wayne, and all that. But he he's really good friends with like uh, some former uh, Fort Wayne Comets. It's a, it's a very old um, minor league hockey team, very prominent. Uh, but uh, a lot of those guys that team he's buddies with, and they end up at you know they end up at uh, Thanksgiving. And in fact, the art of Thanksgiving in this small tiny house was like two, like. Extended everything. Like, if you were a friend of a friend of a friend, you're probably at our Thanksgiving. You know what I mean?
1: And it was just yeah, for, I,
0: for many years, it was a big drinking, eating fest. And everyone had a just a ridiculously good time. It, I, di- it is no longer there anymore. <laughs> the, things have calmed down now a little bit more, but it's still good. And this year, my cousin who owns a, um, a a, a uh, barbecue smoke company now. Uh, it was fun. We have a Facebook family group. And he put on there like, uh, hey, you know, do you guys want me to bring this, this, or this to Thanksgiving this year? And like within like seconds, me and my cousins are like, bring everything.
1: Bring everything. Everything, yeah. everything you yeah. have,
0: bring it. Yeah, so yeah, you, I, I love Thanksgiving.
1: You just reminded me. Uh, my parents had a streak for a couple of years where they just kind of – they brought in the wayward souls – uh, and added them to Thanksgiving. And uh, one year, uh, a friend of my dad's was going through a divorce, so it was his first Thanksgiving without his family. And uh, he got invited over, and we still talk about him because he put he put nutmeg in the uh, the mashed potatoes. And uh, I don't know, <laughs> oh, I don't know God. if you've ever read nut nutmeg in your mashed potatoes, but it kind of makes your tongue go numb. And I and we didn't really know why. So, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Now the, the joke, this guy's long gone, but the joke lives on or, you know, you Man, watch out for nutmeg in your mouth. Magic- and it's like, uh, is, <laughs> did you put the nutmeg in this? You know?
0: <laughs> uh. Oh, that's, that's classic. Yeah. That was our Thanksgiving was just like, God, I mean, just open to the masses. Uh, like Josh Gaines, who was a defensive end at, at Penn state. He played with my cousin in Northrop over at Fort Wayne. He was there a lot of years. I mean, just, <laughs> just kind of, Ran- I mean, there's just so many random people that would, that would just that would be like Thanksgiving. Like you didn't yeah, know who I, was going to show up.
1: I was get, I was getting my haircut, and the woman today said, "Why would you want your your birthday to coincide with Thanksgiving?" She thought like kind of Thanksgiving takes the shine off your birthday. And I go, uh, "People have to have to come together for your birthday. It's, I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's a double reason to get together as a family. I, I just I think it's great. I think Thanksgiving's the best. I love Thanksgiving.
0: Hell yeah! All praises due to Thanksgiving. Love it." Uh, now if we could just do something about getting like a federalized, like from Thursday all the way through Monday, everything's closed. <laughs> I don't
1: want that. Yeah. Uh, so
0: Thanksgiving means, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving means we're at the end of the season. Uh, Notre Dame trouts Boston college, 40 to seven. Um, do you got any? You got anything you want to pass? You want to talk about from that game at all?
1: Yeah, I have a couple things. Um, you know, f- first and foremost, um I don't think we're talking enough about the season that drew white is having i i, I think uh Nobody you know, is, people, yeah yeah when people were talking about um you know s- somebody who isn't talked about a lot that will surprise you, I think the names that got, that got thrown out were asmar Bilal, which it taking nothing away from Asmar, he's having a great season like
0: somewhere.
1: like a j you know uh jeremiah wosu koromoa or um you know somebody uh you know maybe somebody on offense. But uh, I, I just if you told if you said who's going to be the team's leading tackler, I mean you could have spotted me five guesses, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have picked Drew Drew White. You know what I mean? I know he's a linebacker. I know it's a position that that tends to get a lot of, see a lot of action and stuff like that. But and, you know
0: hindsight's is- twenty twenty. But you know if we it's not a hard puzzle to put together. Like beginning of spring ball, he was this starter. Like it was right there in black and white. But then you know, then he goes out, and gets hurt, and there's not a whole lot they do in those first couple of weeks. You know, then the media is involved in all that. But well, he gets hurt, and then it's like this big linebacker. I, you know, if he doesn't get injured on his spring break, snowboarding, or whatever the hell it was that he was doing, uh, all of, most of our conversations about the linebacker mess probably would never be spoken of. Like he was the Mike, he was going to be the Mike starting linebacker from day one. I mean, and we just kind of dismissed that as everything else was going about with moving guys around and all that. So I find that, you know, pretty interesting how easily we, we dismissed, you know, the fact that he was opening day spring, spring football, you know, going to be the, the starter. We just completely dismissed that because of an injury, like he wasn't going to exist, <laughs> you know, down the road. So, right. yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, so um, seven tackles in this game, uh, one off the lead for the for the game. He's the, the team's leading tackler this year. He had a fumble recovery of a uh, Kofi Wardlaw, I think, uh, punched it out oh, or correctly. Oh, or it was, maybe Ade. It was, no, it's it Kareem. So it was
0: Kareem. What was it, Kareem? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's got three forced fumbles in two games now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ade had one too. So um, right, it doesn't matter. What, what matters is that drew white has been a pleasant surprise and another person that is getting talked about a lot as people would not have expected him to, to shine as much as he's done is Jonathan Dorr. I mean, I can't say enough about, uh, this kid. I think, you know, uh, you and I and everybody else were talking over the spring about Harrison Leonard and getting to know him a little bit better. Just assuming that Jonathan Dorr, based on kind of, what we saw out of him last year and then what we heard from the camp practices, uh, he wasn't going to be much of anything. He'd probably lose his job, you know, either by the beginning of the year or, or somewhere, in, somewhere during the year. And instead, uh, he's just drilling field goals. And when things were kind of looking pale, um, you know, during the, the BC game, uh, Jonathan Dora was, was, was st- st- steady, you know, and to, to the, back, is the word,
0: exactly you know, right. On
1: the, on the podcast on the Irish Illustrated podcast called him, uh, Justin Dor, which I think is actually kind of a huge compliment, because yeah, you're <laughs> screwing up his name, but you're also sort of confusing him with probably the best. Right,
0: because it, right, it's like you never left,
1: right? Right, best kicker and, in Notre Dame's history, except for you the know, fact, like,
0: so. like 47-yarder had boom to it. You know, I so like if you could be as steady and as accurate as Justin Yoon, and yet have that extra, you know, the extra yardage in your leg. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, Jonathan Doerr just, he just proved everybody wrong this season. And everybody was convinced special teams is going to lose us the game this year. And piggybacking that, Jay Bramblet had a good season himself. I mean, not every punt has been perfect, but he's a freshman from Alabama, for God's sake. So putting in the cold is a little different. But yeah, the the special teams units have been pretty good. I mean, just the
1: writing up guys. It's been so much fun to watch Bo Bauer play special teams this year.
0: You oh, know? he's, he's a maniac.
1: i God bless him. I yeah.
0: wish that guy had like six years of eligibility.
1: <laughs> uh, so, um, I think we'd also be remiss if we didn't mention the, um, the fact that I managed to be fluty free on uh, Saturday. And that was a thanks in part to, um, you know, friend of our podcast, Jessica, Jessica Smetana, uh, on a, on a fan feed with, um, with uh, current player, Dalen Hayes; former player, Darius Walker, and uh, Tony Simeone from NDFIM, uh, and uh, hosted by uh, Amid from uh, NBC. So I thought the fan feed was great. Was it perfect? By by no stretch of the imagination was it perfect. I felt like um, they were a little late getting back to some plays. They talked over some things. Uh, the Lindsay sixty-one yard. I think Darren. Darren Pritchett this,
0: this week. Darren this week. Darren Pritchett this week on uh, Sports Beat had a i thought it had a fairly accurate because I stayed true to my word, I watched the Flutie broadcast um but uh but I recorded the fan feed, and I think a lot of what Darren was saying it was the same thing I felt yeah you, it wasn't gonna be perfect. it was the first time you put all these people together. I thought they did a really good job yeah um, i but there was obviously things that people didn't like, but I mean how are you gonna it's the first time they did any of this so you know, I think that. I don't think this is something that they're going to do for every game, but I think you could have an alternative two or three, you know, maybe two or three times a year like this. And that is definitely something Look, like NBC wants to, they, they definitely want to do something different with the Notre Dame broadcast, right? Like the Skycam thing, like how bold and brash they were about trying to push that on people. They want to do something different to set themselves apart, you know, in the space, maybe this is it. So, you know, if, if people are happy with this, as opposed to how unhappy they were with the skycam, maybe there's you know here's a something they can use. I, I I still don't see them doing it, you know, for every home game, you know. And maybe you I'm a I, I, I think I agree two with you. three I, a year.
1: I, I don't think it's appropriate for every home game, but I, I do would I would love to see at least once a year. Um, I think I you know I agree with Darren in that um, there were there were definitely lessons learned. There were some things. Um, that were great and some things that didn't work. Um, I think the the triple box um, showing like – Yeah, that know, was bad. Disinterested fans kind of standing around waiting for something to happen. That didn't do much for me. Um, but I, I couldn't get enough of watching Paul Burmeister and his spotter. Uh, I know that you, know, you were – Having a little secret language. Um, I was tweeting about that when I was watching the replay of the game. I just – uh, you know the way that those guys do their watching them do their job was amazing. And then you know, I I the, the Tony Simeone stuff, with the exception of the woman who was trying to sell, you know, um, luxury boxes or whatever, I thought was pretty cool. I mean, he went behind the scoreboard. He talked to Jerry Tillery. He talked to some cheerleaders who don't get recognition. He talked to Sam Jackson, who's the leprechaun. I I I I would talk to would uh, one of the videographers
0: over. from uh, I can't remember his name now.
1: Yeah yeah, he had a cool name too. Um, yeah,
0: a really cool name.
1: Like Justice or Symphony or
0: I can I can't remember Harvard his name or something. It was But he was a but he was a senior. He'd been doing it for 4 years. Yeah. And uh you know, I I thought that was really cool that they put that over to him. I mean, I was I I thought a lot of it was great, but it's something that I guess isn't all for me cuz there's just I mean, the thing that you hear from anyone that was that and I say criticism with, like, a, a bunch of love in my heart because I, I I really, like, enjoy the premise of this all. But, you know, like, not having the full screen, I mean, there's just a lot going on there. And, you know, I, I think that bothers some people, some of the talking through the plays. Um, but, like, all that stuff is, like, they did a hell of a job. <laughs> you know, yeah. they really think you know, a lot of that stuff is stuff that can be changed and and you know for the better. Um, so I'm you know I'm not going to hammer it down, but I do want to say, watching the regular broadcast and I, and I put this in the Hangover post, it, Flutie was fine. <laughs> like like it was imbe- it was like it was so like ridiculously noticeable how different Flutie was this week and like really it was like Tarico like stroking him. And Flutie, like, really didn't want to do a whole lot about it. Like, you could tell, like, this whole thing, I don't know if it got to him, but I think he definitely understood why it was happening. Right. And he, I think he was determined in that broadcast to be something that he hasn't been.
1: And So there wasn't a lot of him talking about how great Boston College was when they were down 25 no, points or anything like that? Nope.
0: Everything that everybody feared, look, every, everything that everybody feared, going to happen did not happen okay it was a very flat broadcast i mean as well it should be for a four there was no overinflating, like boston college players you know while they're getting their asses handed to them um you know obviously aj Dillon was a was a nice story because you know sure. aj Dillon's really awesome you know gatewood being his grandfather yeah that's all obvious stuff right but there wasn't there wasn't really a whole lot of like you know you know like Stuff they did with Navy or stuff they did with Virginia Tech, I mean, you know, Virginia Tech was really stroking them because of how close it was. But yeah, it was a very flat broadcast. I thought they, I, I, I was shocked, and then you know, after I guess after I thought about it, it, it all made sense. But I was like, man, this, you know, this isn't bad. I, I mean, I was really lining myself up for a, for a screwing, thinking, oh, this is going to get real bad considering yeah. they have the alternative. And it was the complete opposite.
1: I definitely missed Tariko, but that didn't mean that I didn't like Burmeister. And and I gotta tell you, as years go on. What's that?
0: As the years go on, I gotta tell you, I'm getting sick and tired of Tarico. Okay. I d I don't know what it is. I I don't know. I I know a lot of people like him, respect him. He does and he's a he's very professional broadcaster, but there's just something about it that just falls short in, in my eardrums or in my viewing experience, I don't know what it is. It, it, it's, I don't know, like, I don't know how to put it, man. I it just, it's, I, he's just not for me anymore. And I mean, and I, he was never really, i never had him up on the, on that level that everybody else did anyways. And I, I really don't know how to, how to explain it. Uh, but yeah, I do, I do enjoy, enjoy uh burmeister quite a bit. Um, I mean, but it's a radio, it's a Homer radio broadcast. It's a little right. bit different thing.
1: And, and, and Greg, uh, our friend Greg from UHND was mentioning on, on his podcast, uh, the entitled Notre Dame USC podcast that he enjoyed. And I, I feel the same exact way hearing the ambient sound of the, of the crowd mixed into the radio call, because it feels like, it feels like, uh, you're kind of, you're kind of in it more. And I like that on radio, you have to kind of overexplain explain everything. So, um, there was a lot of talk about, uh, down and distance and where people were on the field relative to other people, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, that's not something that Trico needs to do because you're watching the picture, right. but, it's so uh, you know, for me as a guy who has, uh, you know, has, as his head in, uh, the, 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 play charting spreadsheet that he's working on or whatever, as much as I'm looking at the screen, at least the first time through, um, you know, I, I really actually really enjoyed listening to Paul. Uh, you know, I think Ryan Harris is fine. I, you know, sometimes it was he kind of had a couple of huh, you know, um, <laughs> anecdotes. But you know what? Um, Jessica had a story about putting up the um, putting up the "Play Like a Champion" today sign above a uh, parent's basement or whatever. That I'm, I'm sure she probably was like, that didn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like you just. Sometimes you just, stories start coming out and you you don't really know, you don't think about where they're ending up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, um, I
0: know exactly what you mean. Hell, I don't even know what she I'm was, saying. She was episode.
1: perfect. She was perfect on, um, you know, just sort of being like when uh, BC caught that 39 yard pass to get him down to the one yard line that he eventually scored on third down. Yeah, the know, knee was down. Yeah, yeah. First of all, correctly identifying that the first person in that room to identify that the knee was down, but also um just the deflation that a Notre Dame fan feels um to have a big moment like that happen you know and then to express um you know a nervousness when it was like I think 25-7 maybe if that was one of the scores or 26-7 um and just saying it's still not enough I still don't feel comfortable um you know I think I think that mirrors a lot of Notre Dame fan experiences so uh I, I think a lot of people on Twitter were giving her kudos for saying look if you turn a camera on me during the game, it would not be a pretty sight. And she handled it really, she handled it really well. So she
0: she even snuck in a little BK uh, homeboy in there. She's it it. didn't smack Tony for like being like, Oh, was he like, he had some facts for all of that one, like after the game or, or something like that. Like, no man. (laughs) And she,
1: (laughs) she threw him at 37, nothing, which was great. Yeah. Um, just touch it, like just kind of. It's just a, it's a wink and a nod to the the tw- the people on Notre Dame Twitter. You know what yeah. I mean? Like who? No, I thought who cares like, about that six points in the 2014 Notre, uh, Michigan game. We like, do, you know, <laughs> we do,
0: no, we, we do. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. No, I th- yeah. I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a, a good job. It, but like I said, it, it was something that wasn't. A, I don't think would be for me every week. Um Nor do I think they would want to do that every week, but I definitely think that should be an option for them uh moving forward
1: yeah uh, i I love the addition of Dale and Hayes too. I mean a couple of the things that he was talking about were you know a, or a fair amount of things were like a little cliche but um yeah I just know, like
0: that he 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 kind of on the uniforms
1: well i i thought <laughs> he, he gave us some he gave us an insight about the thinking there, which was cool because he said he thought that maybe they would use the more plain lids that they You know, we're using more back closer to 88. Uh, But he also told us that, you know, he was also getting excited for his guys, right? Like when Ade would would have a big play, he's like, there's my man, you know, and like Kareem, like he was all choked up talking about how much it meant to him to grow up next to Khalid Kareem and or Khalid Kareem. And, you know, just I I like that thing. You know, when he started talking about making them play left handed, I thought, well, that's that's kind of an interesting way of looking at things. But um,
0: I found it kind of funny, not funny, but uh, odd that you know on senior day, Dalen Hayes being a senior himself, you know, obviously, you know, he's coming back next year, but not being out there on the field with the rest of his guys. I, I, oh I, no, yeah. he definitely did that. He definitely did that. No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like the, the full scope of like being out there. Oh, the time, you mean being except,
1: on the except, and yeah, 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 I get yeah. it.
0: I get so, it. I mean, but you know, hey, maybe he's got a... he definitely. I think Dalen Hayes got a future in that too. I thought Darius Walker uh stocked up.
1: And I thought we could have just as easily seen Malik Zaire sitting there or somebody else who's trying to break into media or be a little savvy. You know, Joe Schmidt would be great. broke in. What's that?
0: So Malik's broke in now.
1: Yeah, Malik's totally broken in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you watch 10 o'clock at night Saturday games and the Mountain West from CBS Sports Network, yeah, Malik's totally broken in. Getting
0: his feet wet. He'll move it on up. Yeah.
1: Um Somebody's I guess all those UNLV games.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No longer at Sam Boyd Stadium. That's uh, that's history now. Um, I guess my you know my final thoughts on BC was, you know, like everybody else, it was a little nerve wracking. Um, you know, that first quarter, you're moving the ball well enough. Um, but I guess you know, the, one of the overall themes from the season really has been Clark's, Clark Lee's defense and the kind of like the steady influence they have. Like, okay, you know. Notre Dame was able to weather, you know, weather the storm, which is a pretty screwed up word to use, considering we just spent an hour talking about Michigan and, and all that nonsense. But um but yeah, you know, you you, you just, it, it could have been a bigger blow. I mean, you watch Chase Claypool drop, you know, a sure touchdown, just the way so that you kind of like, yeah, eh, but slowly but surely just kinda of creep in, creep in, creep in. Um, you know, and they did fine. I mean, that's exact 40 to seven. That's a that's an excellent showing. You know, you, you took your foot off the gas pretty much by the end of the third quarter. Um, so good on them. I mean, nobody else cares in the world yeah. except for, except for yeah, us. But,
1: Pete, Pete Sampson I mean, had it, a tweet, I think it was after the game, maybe a day later, where he said, look, you know, when I told you that you were going to lose Julian Love, Drew Tranquil, Jerry Tillery, uh, Tavon Coney, uh, you know all those guys from from the defense what what did you expect the defense was going to do this year as com- as compared to last year he said clark lee's groups given up 18.2 points a game uh this year last year all season 18.2 points a game so right
0: yep
1: i mean and- you yeah. could maybe i don't know i don't know if you want to argue the quality of the opponent is is different but i don't, i haven't done that analysis i don't stuff. know i mean i I'm, think the stats you know, I think
0: the stat that, you know, there's only Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State and Clemson are ranked in the top like 15 or 16 or whatever it is. And in and, uh, points scored and points scored against, you know, what I mean, like that's pretty elite company for Notre Dame to be in with, with from both sides of the ball. Sure. And that's excellent. I mean, as I've said, I've said it quite a bit over the last few weeks, but like as much angst as Irish fans have had this season about our offense if they scored 38 points next week they set the all time record
1: 38
0: so, yeah Is that I mean, what you said yeah 38 i thought it was i thought it was 39 I, Sean Steyer said 38 today i'm just going to go with 38 i'm gonna, i'm going to take it that he uh can his numbers you sco-
1: were, can you score 38 in a bomb cyclone
0: yeah that's i
1: bombs I, I was
0: just making fun of the term bomb cyclone and then i thought oh shit i need to check on the <laughs> On the, the Palo Alto weather, <laughs> it was right, like, oh, there's the bomb cyclone. So then I just rolled with it. Like, did we ever talk about a bomb cyclone like six, I, seven years ago?
1: I didn't even know such a thing existed.
0: Yeah, that I... it was, no, it was like a couple of years ago, it was like the first time I ever heard it. I'm like, oh, who the hell is making up these terms? Uh, but actually, if you watch, uh, I don't know who does, but if you watch last week tonight. Uh, John Oliver explained quite well why the, the Weather Channel and AccuWeather uh, do these things. But, anyways, uh, I digress from all that. It, I think this is a good team. I think the Michigan was they didn't show up. They didn't show up. They Didn't get off the bus. Got their asses handed to them in a bad weather game that could have you know if if conditions were a little better, maybe when it was closer, they wouldn't have you know caved like they did. But they did, they didn't show up for that game. I mean, right. all credit due to Michigan. They showed up ready to play and, you know, just took it to Notre Dame. My biggest argument is, and I, I guess we'll, we'll just slide right on into this conversation, I guess. Um, is, you know, college football, college football playoff rankings came out tonight. Notre Dame again at number 16. I just don't – I can't – I don't get it. I don't get, like, the complete non-movement. Like,
1: I, you know, so, and –
0: And I'm still dumbfounded, and I'm even the one that tweeted out a few weeks ago, like, look, Notre Dame is not moving up. This committee does not think they're any good. Do not be surprised. And yet tonight when the rankings came out, like, I was expecting, like, here's the thing, I was expecting, like, maybe 14. So it's just that, too, it's just a simple fact, not a bunch. And then you start diving in and all this other stuff going on, like, who the fuck has Oregon played? You know, who has Utah played? I mean, you got a three-loss team ranked ahead of Notre Dame. There's all these things. And then I got into it with a lot of you know followers on Twitter. And it's just amazing how ridiculous people are about these things. First of all, I'm not arguing that Notre Dame should be in the college football playoff. If, if, you, no. got that from, if you got that from that, I mean, what are you smoking? That's right. not my point. It, my, right. I was not saying we should be in the top four or five or fucking eight it was the simple fact that Notre Dame has been stuck at 16 with teams losing ahead of them. Well, with Notre Dame having a similar, if not better resume. And then you start looking at all the advanced stats and Notre Dame's that stat. I just shot out They're, There's only, only them and three of the elite teams are ranked within the top 15 in scoring offense and scoring defense. That's pretty yeah. damn good.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Cause I'm, I'm just looking at the rankings for the first time. I was out tonight. Um, which of these 15 teams in front of Notre Dame do you think Notre Dame would be on, say, a neutral field?
0: Uh, okay. Let me, let, me, let me get to them because I want to be accurate in this. Sure. Okay. So I mean, I'm going
1: to I, I think everything through five is probably no. And then six is Utah, which is, I, I mean, Utah, I'd take nothing away from Utah. Okay. I watched them play that so day. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay.
0: Notre Dame had the ball, two minutes left, could have beat Georgia. And that was definitely not a neutral field. Right, it was most certainly not a neutral field. It was one of the craziest atmospheres. Okay, I mean that comes from everybody.
1: So we'll so put Georgia down as a maybe.
0: If if I'm you, I am going to use that as like as their plateau, basically, right? Like okay. like you got to use all your data. I mean, this is what we saw. We saw them going against an elite team, and right now Georgia is in the playoffs at rank number four, and they went toe to toe with Georgia. Say whatever you want about Georgia; they're a great team. Notre Dame went toe to toe with them. So, they can play to that level. So, to keep that in mind. So, neutral site, Ohio State, no. LSU, no. Clemson, I don't know. Right. And so, you know, Clemson has played absolutely nobody. There's one team from the ACC besides them ranked in the top 25, and Virginia Tech. I mean, and their out of conference schedule is a joke. Their toughest game of the season might be South Carolina this week. Think about that for a minute probably going to be their toughest game is South Carolina. So I don't know about Clemson. I, and that's going to sound very silly to a lot of people. And I understand it. I get it,
1: right, but
0: right. just based. And I'm going to go off another tangent a little bit, but everyone starts wrapping all this into like a three or four year cycle. Or they'll go back five years. And use all the, we're talking about this year and this year alone. You know, I brought up Ohio, you know, Ohio state was not punished like Notre Dame. Ohio State got their asses handed to them by Purdue, and they did not get the anchor that Notre Dame has got from the Michigan loss. In fact, Ohio State finished ranked ahead of Notre Dame with that with that ridiculous loss. So, but I wasn't comparing Notre Dame as of like a five-year hole as these programs, as nobody should when it comes to these rankings. Right. It is it is not just a the year thing; it's a week-to-week reset. And that is within their mission statement of how they're supposed to handle these things. And so what they did, I mean, okay, Ohio State won a national championship in what, 2015 or whatever? Last time they were in the playoffs, hey, they got beat by Clemson 31-0. Why are, you know, hold that against them then? Sure. So, and, I, and, I'm, not, and I'm not saying to do that. I think that's right. silly to hold I'm that sure. against them. Right. So I thought that was, you know, so anyway, so moving on, I just. It has to be reset week by week. So Clemson, I don't know. They haven't been tested, sure. so it's hard to know how really how good they are. They've handled their business quite well, so they're they are a good team, and they're deserving of the. I mean, just knowing what they have talent wise, they're deserving of that top four ranking. Um, Georgia, I'll, I'll take a coin flip. We took right. them toe to toe on their on their field, okay, in that crazy atmosphere. Bama, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I just think I just think no. Uh, Utah, yes. Okay. Oklahoma, yes. Minnesota, yes. Baylor, yes. Penn State, don't know. I think that could get tricky. Um, but I would probably lean more towards that. I mean, there's there's no team, there's no teams ranked ahead of Notre Dame that they've met on a neutral site field that other than Ohio State and LSU and Bama that I believe Notre Dame couldn't beat. You know what I mean? Okay, well, wow. You know, but, I mean, If we had to play Auburn in a bowl game, that's a scary bowl game to me. That's a tough game. But it doesn't mean that I don't think they can beat them. Would I predict them to win? Um, If I was being honest, I don't know. Of course I've got to predict them, right? (laughs) What's the fun in predicting them to lose? (laughs) (laughs) But, but, I mean, all these other – I mean, Oregon, I mean, yeah, they beat them. Florida. Florida's played two FCS schools. Screw them. I I, – I don't know, I don't. You know, I, I know that the Michigan game is is what's hanging over Notre Dame's head, but it's more for there for them than at any time any other team has had a bad loss. I, it this I, it seems ridiculous to me how much that has been held against Notre Dame as compared to any other team that that we've seen over the last you know few years. You know how much it's, it's like stopped them. Like they are yeah. like they could go out and stomp and, and I was thinking about this. They go out and stop Stanford by like 30, 40 points. And I still think there's – and you, everyone's like, oh, it'll even up next week, blah, 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 because so-and-so's play each other and all that. I still think there's a pretty good chance Notre Dame's is 16 next week, if not 17.
1: Well, it stands to reason Auburn won't be there, right? Maybe. Well, I mean, it's the Iron Bowl, right?
0: I mean, what if what if Auburn beats Alabama?
1: Uh, I mean, what if I, date, I mean, get a date with Heidi Klum? I mean, you know, it would be, be a fantastic thing. And
0: even then, how, I mean, I, I just, I think there's a pretty good chance Notre Dame, uh, four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, I think, or four weeks ago, I think I said Notre Dame probably plateau around 13. Is just watching what the committee was doing. All right. And that seemed really optimistic. I thought it was a pessimistic view of the committee. And it turns out that was very optimistic. Um they're just not moving these teams like they're set, and like a team like Baylor, I mean, the look look at their out of the conference schedule; it's atrocious. And it's not like you're beating a bunch of wool beaters inside the Big Twelve as it is. I mean, Texas. I mean, they're not. Just, just look at your own rankings, for God's sakes.
1: And Texas who is two? six and five this year, I think. Right? Who, so, who, beating who? Texas isn't a big deal. Yeah,
0: the team the team that you you know your one loss is to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Which is the only team anyone thought was any good in the, really in the Big Twelve this year, anyways.
1: Right, and Oklahoma it's a State. Team they definitely should have won, but you know.
0: So anyway, I, you know, Notre Dame's got two top twenty-five wins right now, with a possibility of Navy sneaking in there after next week. So, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that. Yeah, they should be ranked like ninth right now, but
1: I, I think there's a like, fourteen seems right, right. A bit before Auburn and and, and Oregon, I, I think that's there's a good argument to be made there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we do our rankings every week when we send them into to Ask Nation and all that, and I and I I have no, I can't remember for life me what I sent in the other night, but I think I had Notre Dame like like uh, twelve or thirteen, um, and I still had you know I still have Michigan ranked ahead of Notre Dame. This wasn't a a, a jump over Michigan um, kind of thing. So, but I mean, I don't have the respect for Penn State, or Baylor. Um, I mean, Wisconsin lost to Illinois. Eastern Michigan beat Illinois. Okay, I mean, I know transitives aren't really a thing, but right. it, it tells you a little bit, <laughs> you know? So, um, although, just, I, although I we were talking about bull-bound Eastern Michigan,
1: uh, I, so... I, look, I realize that Auburn's played three good, very good teams and lost to all three of them. They've They've lost to number five, four, I'm sorry. They lost to number four, uh, number eleven, and was Georgia the the, the other it's one? It's
0: because they beat Oregon, and who is overinflated as it is. Yeah, because I was of-
1: going to say the obviously if you watched that that nightmare against Arizona State, you were you could not have been impressed with Oregon. Although I watched the last few they against USC, impressive. and they looked like they could never be beaten. You know, so right.
0: So I mean. Look, it, it's all, it's all, you know, it's all open for speculation, right? Right. But I just, I, I think the committee has made up their mind about Notre Dame based off of one game and that's it. Like, you got to wonder, like, what would happen to Notre Dame if they would have, if the last three weeks would have been close? Or two out of the three weeks, these last three weeks would have been close. I mean, Honestly it it just, it just seems it, it just seems kind of ridiculous that Notre Dame is being put off on this well
1: that that's the that's the weird thing is i think if they beat navy by 7 and boston college by 10 or something like that i still don't think you can put them behind iowa memphis cincinnati boise state like kind of like that i think they're i, I think they're marooned I, I, 16 feels like it feels like a, a, there's no way in and no way out you know
0: yeah i mean i I think the committee would feel justified in ranking Iowa and Memphis ahead of Notre Dame if that if that was the case. I do. Okay. That's why I'm saying I think I, I think I think there's a, a shot, even if Notre Dame beats Stanford by 30 points this week. I think there's still a weird shot for Notre Dame to fall to sev- to 17. I really do.
1: I With mean, who jumping well, them in.
0: Give him, give them give them two weeks. This week and the, and then the, after the conference championship games. You know, Memphis good. Iowa could. I mean, I. It, we've seen the committee do weird shit before. They just—they have no respect for Notre Dame.
1: None. Absolutely. But Iowa's not going to be in the Big Ten championship, so It doesn't, ma- I mean,
0: doesn't matter. They—they okay. they may feel—they may feel that week that that something they they saw in their last game showed them. Hell, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what they're
1: what. I mean, Iowa's three losses, though. I mean, it just—it doesn't seem right. So does, so does Auburn. Well, I, I get but, it, but but the, I just named the teams that Auburn lost to, and they're all they're all three three to seven point games. Right. I mean,
0: I, I, I know it all seems crazy, but I think Notre Dame staying at 16 for all this time is crazy enough. So (laughs) who knows?
1: I, you know, it's a thing. It's a reset each week.
0: And if like the conversation last year was like, Oh, you know, this Michigan team is, is way better than week one when they lost Notre Dame, when they got their asses handed to them in South Bend, you know, they're, they probably should be ranked ahead of Notre Dame. If that's the same conversation, then how how can Notre Dame not come back from that Michigan loss and be like, look, we didn't show up. We played like shit. That's not this team. We just went out, you know, and look, Virginia Tech, you you remember the preseason when we talked about um trap games? And I had changed my mind from Virginia to Virginia Tech. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what that. I mean, that was still like within that trap game because you had to come back from Michigan, win or lose. It was going to be a tough game, and you know Notre Dame, you know that was such a strange game because Virginia Tech had no business being in that game. Uh, <laughs> you know, offensively they could not do anything. It was just sure. a whole bunch of weird shit that was going on. You know, a ninety-nine yard fumble return uh, to top it off. But you know, since then you're just you're blowing teams out of the water. So is this the same team that was in Ann Arbor? I don't think so. I, I remember, I think this is more or less around the same type of team we saw against Georgia, maybe better because now they really know what they are as a team. I mean, it, week two, they're still trying to get their bearings back from losing Jafar Armstrong, who seemingly has lost his job to SIBO Flemister, even though the depth chart doesn't show it. It certainly showed it last week. in in terms of carries. Yeah. So, I think Notre Dame has a better grasp. The coaching staff has a better grasp of of who they are and what they are. And, you know, I look. Like I said, I know it's frustrating, but this is a high scoring offense. <laughs> you know, these guys can score. Uh, sure. They might. They might be one of the. They might be ranked number one in Notre Dame history in scoring when it's all said and done. Uh, although, like you said, a bomb cyclone might hold that one back. But yeah, this whole <laughs> this whole rankings business tonight it got me, twisted. Jessica made a great tweet because she's like. I wasn't going to argue rankings all, all year. I'm like, I got your back. Cause I with her. I mean, I don't want to argue about this crap, especially it was because it's not a playoff thing for us.
1: Right. And- no, it's not. A, it's not a playoff thing. It, it's, I agree with your premise that you wrote today on one uh, tonight on one foot down, which is like, you know, that top 10 finish in the AP is, is, is a point of pride and it, it just feels like, Um, the AP the last couple of years that the college football playoff committee has existed, has really followed their lead and and hasn't really deviated that much. And for Notre Dame to be at 16, where they are right now um, beating Stanford, uh, a four and seven Stanford team, and then a four loss big 12 team in the camping world bowl is not going to get us into the top 10. It's just not going to do it. So um, it sucks. That sucks. But
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I make fun of the conspiracy theorists, without you know, because it's a lot of it's just too much. But this year, there is a strong case where it's like, you know, there is the back here. This is still the backlash. Like people are are generally like, they're still they're rating this team off of losing to big to Clemson, you know, in the playoffs. Not as bad as Alabama, but you know, they still lost big. So there's there's still they're holding Notre Dame to a standard that they're not holding anybody else to. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out, I I can't figure out for the life of me, like why, why does, why does any of that matter, you know, for this team and all that? So like you said, you know, just go off of like head to heads and many people would, would disagree with, you know, with my assertion of, of who they could be other teams right ahead of them. And I get that. Um, but you know, a lot of that is, can they, not just you know. We didn't ask. Will they? Could they beat? and right. Absolutely. I I think Ohio State, LSU, and Bama are the three teams they could not beat. And other than that,
1: the, yeah. the rest of them they absolutely I, could be. I don't believe they could beat Oklahoma, but I I get you. So
0: we'll like to play them. It'd be it'd be nice if they ended up in the Camping World Bowl.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's because that's where we'll be at, and you know it people are like well what's the big difference between 16 and 14 there is none right yes there is there is a huge difference between 16 and 14 because there's a huge difference between number 10 and number 12 or number 9 and number 11 there is a huge difference in perception it's mm-hmm. a it, if college football if anything is all about perception that it's like 98% perception so everything you know when things aren't lining up that way you know where are you at I mean, it comes down to, this is, uh, it, it's such a crazy, stupid sport, right? Right. <laughs> the playoffs are so small, like the, the margin of errors, supposedly so small, got all this stuff going on. And so, yeah, so the best thing you can get each year is what you need to get. I mean, to, to keep your program moving forward. And right now, Notre Dame is in a hell of a run, like you know, looking at their schedule next year, I, I am super excited for 2020. By the way, um, but you know, look at their schedule next year; they're li- they're very well lined up for another 10, 11 win season next season. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, take it for what it is. All that. I mean, so you're looking at a team that's that's on a on a massive four year run. You. you all that perception goes into it. it. helps them out. Just like the perception of Alabama is that they're gods, right? So losing LSU basically helped them out because now they don't have to play a conference championship game and they're probably still going to be in the playoffs. That's what perception does.
1: I, full, I fully believe in zombie Alabama that you have to, it's, it's two shots like in California. the head before yep. they get it Absolutely. Get
0: and, you know, and they deserve, uh, like, as, as much as I've just been railing on week to week, the eye test d- does take an effect like history, right? Like we know Bama is a great program. You can right. see it in the recruiting rankings, results on the field, titles, all of it. Big games they've won. I mean, their schedule is kind of a bit of a joke, but you know when, it, when a big boy lines up with them, they're not losing by 20 points, right? Yeah. So so, so them sitting there at five and, and getting the, the sleepy, lazy way into the college football playoff, you know. Yeah, they kind of deserve it. I mean, you're right. There's a zombie. you got to kill them twice.
1: So, update us because we talked about this a little bit last week. Is Virginia Tech now the the prime position assuming that they beat Virginia for the the what's uh, 17th straight time or 16th straight time? Um uh, are they the they got to be the Orange Bowl matchup for for Alabama?
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that right after this break. Uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about the bulls. All right, we're back. And you just asked about Virginia Tech yeah Virginia Tech is the ones that are lined up um, right now, I guess you would say for the orange Bowl. it's a big of a joke because that is. but here, here's the thing they're going to lose the Clemson so they right. drop so they drop back out of the top 25. So then it really falls back down to – it would fall back down to the loser of that game, which would be Virginia. You know, I, I think it was um, uh, it was Dennis Dodds with, with his story a couple weeks ago that, that put that scenario out there. Like, look, whoever – you don't want to win the Coastal. Whoever, right. You know, Except if
1: you, he had Miami in the prime position even though now they've just lost FIU, right? Oh,
0: oh, yeah, right. Miami w- was in the prime position, he thought. But, you know, but then they go out and lose to uh, the real University of Miami. Um,
1: <laughs> God, I love it played for the world, man.
0: I love everything about that, man. But uh, so, yeah, there's a, you know, there's contracts and all that. But really, the ACC was all about or the Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl was all about, you know, like, hey, you know, we got to do. We're not beholden. We're going to have to do what we have to do.
1: Well, like, it's it's fun to hear, you know, that the Orange Bowl representatives were at the last couple of Notre Dame games. You know, like what the Gator Bowl? They there. There? They're not entertaining the possibility.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, for certain, for certain. Um, and like they they said, you know, that would that boil down to you know them uh, talking to Notre Dame, ACC, SEC, and Big Ten, um, their partners. You know, um, for a course of action. Um, I just don't think it's gonna happen. They're gonna figure out. There's gonna be some way somehow that it's gonna be an ACC ACC school. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So you're probably still looking at like, um, you know, I I you know, I, don't, I guess I don't know. Uh, you know if 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 LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game and Alabama slides up into the playoffs, like does Georgia go to the Orange Bowl? Isn't that, wouldn't that line them up for the Orange Bowl then? Um, yeah. yeah. So it would be Georgia versus uh, Virginia or Virginia Tech. That seems pretty awful. Uh, so, so
1: let me ask you this question. Go ahead. You're a Notre Dame fan. You definitely want to go to their bowl game. You definitely want to start locking in accommodations because it's about a month away, whether they go to Cotton, Orange, or, or Camping World Bowl. At this point, what would you tell people to do?
0: Uh I hate airlines and the way they handle their business, so okay. nothing. <laughs> um right. but I mean I guess I, I would start looking at flights to Orlando. Uh
1: but not like and, and if you
0: had to get a rental car to drive from Orlando to Miami, if that miracle ended up happening, that's okay. I that's not the worst thing in the world.
1: Um but there's no way you're driving to Dallas. Is that what you're saying?
0: I just, I know Doug Farmer was big on. But I think he really thought that Oregon losing, they would have put Oregon behind Notre Dame right. in the rankings, and they didn't.
1: Right. So, uh, you know,
0: if, if Notre Dame was ranked 15th or 14th right now, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe if they're ranked 15th right now or they're ranked ahead of Oregon, then maybe that would be a possibility. But just, it's just not, they're not. Like, nice. it's, not look, it's not happening. Notre Dame is not going to a New Year's Six Bowl it's going to be the Camping world bowl probably against Oklahoma state. There is some thought it could still be Iowa state. I've seen Kansas state somewhere. Um, I I guess I wouldn't mind taking Kansas state, beating the shit out of them. Kind of having like a revisionist history for
1: 2012. (laughs) I want Iowa state so bad. I want, I know you want Iowa state. State. Um,
0: I think Oklahoma state would still, would be the most fun matchup of them all. Oh Yeah. Um, a couple of Canadians doing their thing out there, Chuba Hubbard and Chase Claypool. That's um, right. I, I think that would kind of be cool, um, but I I have resigned to the Camping World Bowl. Like uh, we're that's where we're going. Okay. Um, but right now, it's for me, it's about a matter of uh, respect for for the team. It, it's just a, it's a weird year, and we've all said it because because of the bowl. And this all boils down to like the bull rotation and these bullshit teams that that have played nobody, but. But have done just enough. Minnesota, Baylor, um, you know, for, for, just to name a couple. Um, We're Notre Dame's kind of got getting blocked out. So hey, what, they, what they, happened?
1: This bro, is lazy of me, but what happened with the Citrus Bowl? Like, are they not affiliated with the ACC anymore, or do they just? Am I? Are they not above Camping World? They're on the same plane as Camping World. How does that no, work?
0: I think they are above. I think it has to do with how many times they can take. Like, can they take Notre Dame within a given amount of years?
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: I, I could be wrong on that, but that's a, I know that's a um, a caveat in a few deals. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because uh, that was like a Music City – like, I think the Music City Bowl could take Notre Dame this year, not the Citrus Bowl. Okay. So Notre Dame would rather go to the camping world than the Music City Bowl.
1: For sure, yeah. You know
0: what I'm saying? I, I think think that's how that works. And I guess that leads me up to something I've been thinking about for, the, like, the last couple of days is we got to blow this whole thing up. This whole bowl system is completely fucking ridiculous. The, the simple fact that you're talking about a, a you're not gonna get a New Year Six bowl because like Memphis, God forbid, you know, <laughs> we, we, we gotta have a, a group of five team in there because of, you know, all the, because they dissed Boise State for so many years. No, you don't. But, but they made that adjustment as like an overcorrection, right? Right. Instead of like doing the, I mean, the easiest thing in the world is to say, you know what? Fuck it. The Rose Bowl ain't the Rose Bowl anymore. This ain't, you know, this ain't Ohio State USC every year in the Rose Bowl, shit like that. It's time to blow this whole thing up and you have six premium bowl games and just go off of your college football playoff rankings, one through 12. You can still just have the 14 playoff. I don't care. But just you're, if you're going to have premium bowls, quit having the conference tie-in. It's the most that is that is what screws everything up. Is these stupid tie-ins that cause and it causes bad matchups. Right. You would get better bowl games doing it this way. So you know you yeah, would have.
1: Yeah, your... we talked about this last week on the podcast, but I can't imagine that the Orange Bowl is excited about Alabama versus Virginia or Alabama versus Virginia Tech when they know they could have Alabama Notre Dame. And right. camping world would probably much rather have Virginia versus Iowa State ver- than Notre well, Dame. Versus them.
0: they'd rather have Notre Dame down there because they want to sell. They want sell tickets. That's true. That's right. But, but I mean, if you just just the one through twelve thing. So you you got your playoff, but then you know you could put Alabama Wisconsin in the Sugar Bowl. You could put uh, Utah Florida in the Fiesta Bowl. You could put Oklahoma Baylor in the Peach Bowl. However it's you know however you want to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's there's twelve, there's six premium bowl games, the New Year's six. These are your pre, these are your top twelve teams. It's not hard to figure out. You just have to get rid of these stupid ass conference ties. Get rid of these stupid ass bowl representatives that are going to these games, eating up everyone's food, taking up space, wearing loud jackets because you're not needed. You're not needed to be there. You're not picking shit. the The playoff committee will decide who the twelve best teams are in the country and that's who goes plays each other. It's as simple as that. Other than that, you are just you're lining yourselves up continually for bad bowl matchups. Especially these big money big money big bowl games, they're they're junk a lot of times because of how they have to fill them up. It, it's it, it's just ridiculous. They they were worried about the playoff thinking that the playoff was going to kill the bowl games, and they didn't. But, in, the, but in, in a greater sense, they did. They, they made them somehow worse. Uh, you know, what the BCS tried to take care of with you know, the one and two matchup, it's like all this like made it, it just made it worse. So correct it. And there's an easy correction, and that's just taking your top 12 teams. There's no reason for, for Cincinnati or Memphis to think they deserve a spot in a, in a big ass bowl game. I'm sorry. That's just that's that's not capitalism. That's not how this shit works. You know why 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 should Memphis get it and not Michigan? You know what what is what has Memphis done more than Michigan? Yeah, I can't. You know, that's how insane this is. I'm like defending Michigan in a way.
1: Yeah, because Michigan's due to the what the Holiday Bowl or something. Yeah, that's
0: that's what I'm saying. So, but you're gonna a Memphis team in over that. Fuck that. That's 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 just silly. And what, what's going to put C? What sells better, Michigan or Memphis?
1: I think we know the answer to that.
0: Obviously, it's such an easy fix. They just have to say that's what it is. Now, I think the bull. I think the The um, the contract runs for the twenty twenty three twenty four season. Twenty four. Like yeah. But yeah. there's always been speculation that they would blow it up for an eight team playoff, anyways. Which is fine. I mean, and I'm still fine with that. I mean, maybe as long as there's the first games on campus. Um, But I'm just saying that there's a fix to be made here that has to get made for the betterment of the sport. If you really want the bowl season to matter. Other than that, they just don't matter. It's just a bunch of matchups that make no fucking sense. And, And they're just bad games all the way around. You feel me?
1: I feel you, and I'm actually looking forward to this weekend because there's a lot of great football on this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's still a bad season, not a good season, but a good week coming up. It's a crap season. Told you. Told you guys, this is just a bad season. Anyways, something I want to bring up before we before we finish this all up, and I I bring it up, I think about every year now, and that is uh, Stanford as a rivalry for Notre Dame, and. I think everybody knows my feelings quite well on the matter. Um, Jude, how, how do you feel about putting st- And there, there are big rivalries and there are little r rivalries. And yeah. Martin put it, put it quite eloquently uh, in a podcast I did last year uh, in the comment section. Uh, you know, about, about it's fine. You can call a game a rivalry, um, it's just a little r rivalry. And right. <clears throat> I think that's what Stanford and Notre Dame is. So it's a little R rivalry. It's still a rivalry, and it's a it's been a damn good one um, for a decade now. And you know,
1: is played, Notre played, Pitt
0: a little R rivalry. They've played every year since '88, except for the '95 '96 season. That's that's quite a few. If you want to throw, I mean, everyone calls they still call Miami a rivalry. And like it's not like so we even played is them Pitt that much rivalry. Um.
1: No, okay. I mean, Pitt's had, got at, at one at was one point. The, was, the teams that played the most
0: at one point was. That's the thing about the little R rivalries. They they don't have to be forever.
1: They're, so it's little R mostly because we play it every year.
0: Little R for Stanford. It, it, they're they're coming on like they could they could turn into a big R if they stayed consistent. But I think we're all on the assumption that. Stanford's may not get back to what they were um, for yeah, a long I'm just,
1: time. But I'm just trying to understand your definition of little R rivalry. Is maybe I mean, I mean, I mean, a little R rivalry?
0: I wouldn't even put them as – no, I don't. That's, that's, All
1: right, that's, so a, that's, how, that's a bullshit. How do you get to, you get a, to th- little R rivalry?
0: That's like uh, Ohio State and Rutgers have to play a lot, right? Like every year because they're in the same division. Uh, but that's not a rivalry game. It's
1: just the bullshit you have to do with your schedule. All right, so it, it's not based on playing every year.
0: Right. It's, I mean, it's a combination of things, right? Like your big, your big R rivalry is USC. Right. I I think that's it. Yeah. I I think before we did this whole ACC thing, Michigan state was also a big R rivalry. Okay. I I will make that argument that they were a big R rivalry Um, in both games. Rivalry trophies to me, that counts for something for me, maybe not for everybody. But
1: Stanford's got a rivalry trophy. Navy's yep, got what? a rivalry trophy.
0: Nah, Navy's is a participation.
1: Boston College has a rivalry uh, trophy. Shared parenting
0: kind of a thing. Um, yeah, Boston College got one, and Boston right, College are they a little R rival. They were a little R rival, but you have to play them every year for you to for them to keep that little R. Okay, you can't you can't take these. But,
1: but playing like Navy Michigan every State, year make them a little R. So that's not a qualification. It's not a disqualification. Uh, it's not a right,
0: right right. But I mean, you could use it as a, as part of that. Okay. Um, you know, Purdue was a little our rivalry. Uh, I, I would say, and that has, that has more or less to do with just in-state kind of dominant thing. Right. Um, and, uh, let's see, but I mean, but that, but that's uh, that's out the window. Uh, I, I just look Stanford Notre Dame has been a great series over the last 10 years and, you know, Stanford fucked us up, you know, and then, you know, 19 was it 1990, it's a big upset, you know. There's there's some there's some history, there's some bad blood, you know. Rivalries have a, a big like mixture of things into them, right? You know, I think most Irish fans hate David Shaw, or, or they really don't like his smug ass. Um, there's there's just you know there's all sorts of little things involved in, in there. You know that beat down that Harbaugh, you know, gave Brian Kelly his first year, um, you know, is still something that stings. Uh, David Grimes getting robbed I mean these things all have a a mixture and it's not an exact science it is definitely you know a witch out in the middle of um you know in Sherwood Forest with a fucking pie I mean just it's some kind of thing that you put together it's there's not an exact is that there's not a hard definition but as far as like is a team a rival or not all I'll say, you know, I'll, I think that was a great definite or a great way to say it. USC is a big R rivalry. I think, and I just think the rest of the ones that you want to call rivalries are, are little R's, but they're still rivalries. They're still, you know, go talk to the players about what games mean, what they mean to them. Like when you're playing them every year and, you know, Notre Dame, the, Notre Dame seniors, the, Notre Dame's fifth year seniors have only beat Stanford one time. And that was last year. So. This me this game means something to them. It means, you know, you might be a fan and like, oh, you're dismissive of Stanford, but these players aren't so dismissive of them. Why? Because they've played them four or five times and yeah, one l-
1: We beat Stanford, oh, in 2018 and, well, okay, 15 and 16 were losses. 17 was a win.
0: If you're a fifth year senior.
1: No, seventeen was a lo- seventeen was a loss too. Yeah, yeah. 18 is the only. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if
0: you're fifth year senior, you only beat them one time, and that was last year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this game means something to them. They've got something to prove again. That's a little R rivalry. Okay, it, it doesn't I, have to be this massive like hate fest. Like you know, it just doesn't have like like Notre Dame Miami was a big R rivalry for a short period of time. Like you can get to that level yeah, or period. I just but just. But it doesn't have to be like it's not always the case. These things are fluid.
1: Look, I okay, so here, here the argument, you asked me what if I thought in it Minnesota, was a rivalry, like Minnesota, right? Michigan have a rivalry trophy,
0: right? What's that? Michigan, Minnesota, Michigan have a rivalry trophy, right? Yeah, yep. I don't think Michigan, we could center them in the four or five teams within whether it's big R, or little R, you know what I'm saying? This well, stuff's I think,
1: fluid all but over I think the little R, the little R pile is so big that it can it can be inclu- very inclusive right
0: yes it can be if you want it to be i mean right. this this all matter This all matter of perception what did, I, what did i say just you know a few minutes ago college football is all nothing but perception so it's, it's how you perceive it you know
1: so i, let, I think a lot of people answer.
0: would argue with me that michigan state was such a big rival i mean for years i had usc one michigan state two even when we were playing michigan every year i still have michigan state number two that's, that, but that was a perception thing for me about so, that program.
1: Let me answer your question then. Do I believe that Stanford is a rivalry? So arguments in favor of it being a rivalry. It has a rivalry trophy. They play every single year. Um, the games have had significance because the teams have been good and they've screwed each other's seasons up. Uh, reasons why I don't think it's a, a rivalry. Um, nobody acts like they, there's no bad blood here. There's no like, you know, besides David Shaw whining in 2012 about phantom whistles, there's not a lot of players saying we'd hate them and they hate us and the feelings mutual or anything have, like that. You have,
0: well, you haven't been paying attention to Stanford on that end. okay? Because And most of those guys are gone now. So, so in a lot of ways you're right. But like the guys, like, especially the guys on defense that they had, I mean, you, you remember, I can't remember the guy's name. He was, he was talking all sorts of shit about Notre Dame. He was a guard. I think it was like in 2000 and oh, shit. it was a while ago. But I mean there there's there's been moments. There there is bad blood between these between these teams. There's, there's I, been, I really
1: don't think there is bad blood between these. teams. there's been,
0: there's been solid teams. pockets.
1: I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of respect. I think that 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 the 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 amount of shit talk that goes between Stanford and Notre Dame fans is usually about academics instead of athletics.
0: I didn't even uh, know Stanford had fans. This
1: is uh, that, yeah, this well, is and, that's, and, off, and that's and that's the is other problem.
0: It's off of, off of players.
1: Is, is, is just nobody's going to show up for this game on Saturday, right? Not only just because there's going to be a bomb cyclone, but uh, cyclone. but because the team's four and seven and they don't support the team even in good years.
0: Right. No, it's going to be an empty stadium. Yeah, that place is fucking awful it's it's criminal how how poorly that program has been supported by uh, you can't even call them fans by people <laughs> that go to that school and by people in that area
1: yeah it's criminal. i', Consider- I I'm gonna say i'm gonna say Stanford to me is a little our rivalry but I would also include navy in that so we disagree on that but
0: okay. yeah okay and that's fine i mean that I'm not trying to, I'm not really trying yeah, to sell.
1: my And my little R pool would be probably bigger than yours too. Like I would put Michigan State and Purdue in there. Um, Still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would put Pitt in there. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, all three of those were a little. Well, and like I said, Michigan State was a big R for me, but all three of them were there.
1: Right.
0: Um, but just now that, that it's just not, you know.
1: Is there such a thing as medium R? Because I think that's where Michigan lives because I, USC is our one true rival, but I, I think it's I think the Michigan one means more than the little Rs that I would want to group them with, you know?:
0: Yeah, no, I, get, I mean, I get that. I mean I, I get, the, I get I get your point there. I'll just say I respect your point there. I just thought, I don't know if I agree 100 percent with that. Yeah. Okay. I just think there like I said, college football is nothing but perception. So, however you perceive it, I believe Notre Dame Stanford is a is a rivalry. It is a the little R rivalry, yes, but it's a rivalry nonetheless. Which means this is a anytime that's that happens to me, it's a big game. Uh, and in this case, I think Notre Dame has a lot of of payback uh, that they could hand out. Sorry, there could be a lot of feel good. Um, I think the bomb Cyclone is probably gonna stop some of that, um, but but they could definitely dish it out. Um, for payback, because there's been some tragic memories out there on the farm uh, over the last decade. Um, I mean, fucking tragic. So, so yeah, I, I think that's all I really got tonight.
1: That's all I got as well.
0: I think it was a lot. Let me let me let me ask you this: Do you think Notre Dame is a good football team? Oh hell yes. Do you think they are a very good football team?
1: Yeah, I think they're, I think they're going to, yes, they're going to finish Do the you, season as a very good, uh, but, but by no stretch of the imagination, great football. team. That was that
0: was the next question. Do you think they're a great football team? No, no. Right. And I would agree with you on, on, on that case.
1: And what, you know, West, maybe it makes former, me a weenie, but I, I I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this very good football team.
0: Yeah. No, I don't know how that makes you a weenie. Yeah. I, well, like, because of am
1: settling, a, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess because I, I guess. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with them depancing Matt Campbell in the Camping World Bowl uh, <laughs> instead of going. Look, I, to get I guess their I'm not
0: perfectly fine with it all.
1: Like whipped there's, by I, Alabama in the Orange Bowl, you like, know.
0: I'm not perfectly fine with it all. Like th- there is, I think this season is get, will end up being a massive disappointment from expectations. I disagree. but I'm okay with that. Knowing everything else that we know from the season, like sometimes you are just massively disappointed. It's shit, unless you're Alabama, I think that just happens here and there. It was kind of a weird year. I think they're a very good football team. They're not a great football team. Otherwise, they show up off the bus in Ann Arbor. Um, but I think they're a very good team that could beat most teams in the country. A lot of people talking shit ain't part of those, those teams that I would that I wouldn't think Notre Dame could be. You know what I mean? So they're a very good football team, and the trajectory for them is still going up. There's the sun will come up tomorrow, and you know 2020 will still be there. I think there, there's a lot they could do, but this season was a it was a massive disappointment from what we thought, and that's from someone who picked. I mean I I had him 11 and one in a New Year's Six bowl. Sure. It was a toss-up. I, my prediction, I said, it was a toss-up if they would get in the playoffs or not. At eleven and one, I think they could, but I didn't know exactly if they would or not. But I thought eleven and one seemed right, and then you know, twelve and one would have made me happy with a with a New Year's Six bowl game.
1: And I said, and, I said I it's, it's
0: funny how one game, one game, turns that into a massive disappointment. Right. But that's just the world of college football. I mean, that's I, I, just. That's just I, I, what
1: and I came from the other side, which is I, I said nine and three with losses to Georgia, Michigan, and Stanford. I don't feel that way about the Stanford game now, um, obviously. But I, I think I said I wanted it. I think I, I said, What does that put us in the belt bowl? And you said, Oh, no, no, no. That's like camping world or whatever. And so here yeah. we are, you know?
0: Yeah. And regardless, <laughs> we're headed up in Orlando.
1: Yeah.
0: Much to uh, the, the beat writers with Family's Delight because <laughs> they can all take their kids to Disney World for Christmas
1: Yep.
0: Uh, not me we're, we're sticking it out to the bitter end in uh, in Hicksville so that's it for tonight um, I might have a, a special Thanksgiving off the rails episode um, I don't know that I'll record maybe late uh, Wednesday night uh, I, everyone's going to need something extra right? Uh, something extra to read something extra to listen to uh, as you're Trying to digest the food and
1: avoid um, the family members you don't want to talk to. Right, Uh, the Trump uncle that keeps talking about how great Donald Trump is. You know,
0: (laughs) we're not supposed to bring up politics, Jude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Republican. I can say such things.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow (laughs) that. I I have no opinion officially uh, on (laughs) on this site on this podcast. Please do not email me. You can send all complaints to whatever email address uh, Spencer Hall has. Uh, (laughs) And you can address those with him. Uh, You got a parting shot tonight?
1: Yeah. I I just, um, for my birthday, I'm I'm asking my family members to donate to um, Ryan Ritter's fundraiser for for sick kids and their families in in Oklahoma. Um, He's been doing this fundraiser for uh, three or four years now. He's raised in excess of $6,600 this year. His new stretch goal is $10,000. Last year, he raised $5,000. I'm incredibly proud of the Notre Dame community for their support of Ryan's fundraiser. It's at extralife.ndtex.com. If you feel in your heart, if you're filled with Thanksgiving joy um, and you want to give him some money, any donation would be appreciated. Um, I, I just... It's it's for such a good cause. You're helping out uh, families of sick kids in their time of need. Uh, when I'll they need have those folks.
0: links in the uh, sh- the show notes and on the uh, uh, on the uh, the page on the website with with the podcast Thank too.
1: Thank you. I, I just I cannot say enough good things about this Notre Dame um, community, the podcast listening community, the Twitter community. Um, you guys have stepped up big for all sorts of fundraisers um so we're getting Christmas time and you know uh yeah, let's get crazy know. yeah let's go
0: help I, some people
1: I don't know uh I I really don't know what I want this year I what I do know is that every time I donate I I feel feel much better about um who I am and what what I'm trying to accomplish in this world and I, I imagine that you would too if, if you did the same so that's my absolutely.
0: plug. absolutely once again Jude you Said better words than I ever could, so yeah <laughs> I, I I will have that uh, those links, like I said on the show notes on the page uh any any little bit you could do be great um there in Jews right there is nothing better than you always feel good helping people out because that's what you're supposed to do in your life that's why you feel good you never feel bad helping somebody out you feel good so yeah
1: literally, literally never felt good or never literally never felt bad donating to a charity <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, we all we just we all have so much. You know, you I, I and I know some of us are are scraping by a little bit more than others, but some of us are just so incredibly blessed with the way that our, our educations happened and our way our families worked out and the way that the jobs that we got and stuff like that. Um, you know, f- pulling 10 bucks out of your pocket's not going to kill you. It really not. So.
0: No, you will blow that on ridiculousness, trust me. Yeah. So and that's I'm going I'm to leave it at that. Uh, I, I will say that I, I will be in South Bend this Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Thanksgiving uh, in Fort Wayne. But uh, I got to do it in, on Saturday for uh, for my wife's side. We're going to be up in South Bend. So I am coming up Friday night. I will be at the uh, Notre Dame Bowling Green hockey game. I am taking my two boys. Woo! Um, so if you if you see me there and I'm struggling because uh, Dylan, he, he is a man a beer. Yeah, uh, so so this would be pretty cool. Um, this my my oldest son Ryan's been begging to go to a to a hockey game, uh, and I don't know you know if he's even watched much hockey, but he's been damn determined to get there. So I opened up my mouth and like, well, you know, my wife was going up Friday night, right? Yeah, and I thought, okay, me and the, with my daughter, and I thought, okay, me and the boys got the house to ourselves Friday night. Sweet. But then I opened up my mouth. I said, well, oh, if there's a hockey game, maybe I'll take the boys up to that. She's like, yeah, that'd be great. And I'm thinking, Yeah, there's no hockey game. On. And sure enough, there is. <laughs> so, so I walked right into that, which is which is fine. I mean, this I'm actually super excited um, to take into to this. I, the Compton's an amazing place. And uh, I am just, I'm really hoping that the band's there. Because Thanksgiving weekend, I, you just, don't, I just don't know. Um, sure, yeah. And that's big with my youngest. He'll he'll be thrilled with. The, he walks around the house uh, with an iPhone and, and the marching band like half the day. I, I this is not an exaggeration.
1: That's uh, so You're raising him uh, right.
0: So yeah, I need the band to be there to help keep him. Calm. <laughs> otherwise, he might be. Otherwise, he might be on the ice. <laughs> so anyways, if you if you see me there, uh, you guys know my face. I've 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 pimped off enough shirts and all that. Uh, uh, some of you might know me. Go ahead and say hi. Uh, I'll, I'm not I'm not there covering the game. Somebody else will be writing that story. I'm just there to, uh, to enjoy it and have a good time. So, um, so yeah, that's that. So, awesome. look, one last thing, dude. We have to get a prediction out here, though.
1: Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, so, and I got to so,
0: ask you, before you give your prediction. Okay. Number one, did you think about this beforehand? And number two, now that we know about what a bomb cyclone is, does that change your prediction at all?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely changes my prediction. 90% chance okay. of rain. I want um,
0: both I want both predictions.
1: Okay. I want,
0: want pre bomb, post bomb.
1: So I was feeling like forty two ten uh before I heard about the bomb cyclone. Now I'm feeling like twenty seven six. That's accurate.
0: That, that, yeah. That sounds good. I, yeah, I was sitting like, I, I wrote it down somewhere for, and give, but there's it, gotta be a field goal or so mixed in there. Um, but so I was 41, uh, 17 was what I had. I just kind of yeah. felt like it, I think I've used that score a few times. I, and maybe I shouldn't because Stanford's <laughs> offense is, is not good. And Notre Dame's right. defense is good. Um, so, but, but that's what it was. I, I had it my mind 41, 17. So I, I can't deviate from that. Um, but I think uh, with the bomb cyclone, I think we're looking at like 13-0.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: So Notre Dame does not get their, their scoring title or whatever you want to call their record um, uh, thanks to yet another game. <laughs>
1: Some crazy- let's, let's get crazy. Who scores the touchdown in the 13 nothing game? Or does Jonathan Doerr kick five field goals?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well if he scores he gets five field goals at 15, nothing, right?
1: Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry folks. I just <laughs> mapped very quickly. Who very
0: went poorly. to Notre Dame and who went to Eastern Michigan, y'all? Yeah,
1: okay. Wow.
0: <laughs> but uh uh Ian Book runs it in. Okay. I I, I, I would I would think that would be the safest bet.
1: Like a slip and slide type of thing where he like he uh yeah, he kind died, of all of a sudden he's, he's like four yards well, deeper than he, before where he started.
0: It'd be kind of like a naked bootleg, but with a <laughs> linebacker keyed in on him. But that linebacker trips over a big ass clump of shit because they're playing on a cow pasture.
1: Yeah, that 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 that's that field is always so ripped up so bad. And now with a wh- how much rain are they saying is going to be on the field? Ugh,
0: it, it's going to be raining all week because of this bomb cyclone. I can't say that enough.
1: Bomb cyclone.
0: <laughs> It's such a ridiculous term. But uh,
1: it sounds like something you get out of an ice cream vendor during can the day. A it's, dr-
0: there's, a, there's a three hour span where they're going to get a quarter of an inch. Okay. Now, I have heard people say that's not that's not a lot, but on a wet already wet field throughout the throughout that week, an extra quarter of an inch uh, can be very damning. Now, I don't know Stanford might have tarps. It's hard to say because their field's always so crappy. If anyone actually works that field. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, I think it's going to make a difference. There's going be...
1: maybe I should not torture myself and look up Notre Dame's record during rain r- games where the where a kickoff it was raining and Brian Kelly was coach. Uh,
0: I can I can tell you they beat Stanford in the rain a few times during bring Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. True.
1: They also lost uh, to Clemson, lost to Michigan, lost uh, to State. Uh, was it NC State? Yeah. Uh,
0: I, think they've, I think they they played Pitt in the rain a couple times. Yeah, uh they, they do much better in snow games. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> Which is a, this is another reason why this is ridiculous. What's the point of Notre Dame ended up in... Ca- God, damn, I'm, I could I could do a three hour podcast tonight, Jude. I'm they so full, I'm so full of everything. But there's a point to end of these games in California every year. USC, yes. Stanford, no. Make them play you in. In or make make go out there in October in Palo Alto and play them, you know. End your season at home every other year.
1: Speaking of which, the rumor being that Cal is going to come visit us without a return date in 2022. That's kind of interesting, right?
0: That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a I had a theory about that today too, and I I don't I don't remember. We'll what. save it for the next podcast. How about that? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> It down now. Cow. one more hit to the head I'm going to forget my middle name so alright we're going to end that there so uh, we got our predictions in and bring uh, out your chainsaws at Stanford week so
1: go Irish go Irish